Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey, welcome to another episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Now, typically on odd-numbered episodes, which this one is number 113, uh, I lead the odd episodes. Insert joke there, I guess. Which, which, by the way, to interrupt, that's totally what I was doing in my head. I'm like, why are you starting? I'm like, oh, it's odd. And Sam is odd. So thank you very much for stating the obvious. Um, I'm wondering why you're not standing with one leg up right now, Captain Obvious. But anyway, uh, so as we were doing our uh, much needed and long standing show prep, you had a great idea. And I thought that even though that this was uh, my episode to lead, that we would jump right into your topic. So tell everybody out there in Podland exactly what it is we're going to be chatting about today. Sam, do we occasionally talk about expectations? You know, once or twice, uh, we have said things like expectations are the seeds you plant to grow the culture you want. And uh, we've referenced squawk and full-fledged expectations, but probably not nearly enough from what I'm seeing out there in the marketplace. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it seems like we only talk about it every three or four episodes sometimes every other, sometimes four in a row. I want to adjust it slightly because we say it and people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally do that. In your travels, Sam, when you come across a person who titles themselves as a shift leader, a shift runner, or an assistant manager, how do they determine what they are of those three-ish things? You know, it uh, for me, it really depends on who they're working for. It's rarely a self-given title. Ah, yes. Yeah. It is assigned. Yeah. Typically it's assigned. And I would say in the higher performing organizations, if you're an assistant manager, there's levels and there's criteria and expectations that go along with those. In fact, I had uh, the opportunity to spend some time with Teresa yesterday in my own old stomping grounds in Whitmore Lake. And she was very excited about taking her level two test to get to that. So I think she had some clear expectations as to what it would be to elevate her career uh, with with our good friend, Aaron, that owns Whitmore Lake. Bilkowski. Yes, sir. So how many other concepts have level systems for assistant managers? Well... I will be uh, POAing this. And uh, for those of you that know we love TLAs, uh, POA is pull out of the air. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll pull a number out of the air. And I would say that, wow, gosh, I'm, I'm having a game of mental ping pong in my head right now. I would say that most well-known global brands have some system in place to let their assistants know where they're at. But that's that's a guess. So I think we confuse, and this is where, where I wanted to start with expectations. We confuse a training level with role and responsibility. Agreed. And I had an epiphany the other day that, that if I were in a hiring role today, 
I would not be hiring for assistant managers or shift runners or shift leaders. Agreed. I would not either. I would be hiring for, depending on my organization, one of two things. Okay. I would, I would be hiring for full-time opening managers, full-time closing managers. That would be your assistant manager. Hey. I'd be hiring for part-time opening managers, part-time closing managers. That would be your shift leaders. Okay. Or, or I would be hiring for team managers, inventory control managers. I'm going to train you how to order the food, place the food, prep the food, count the food. That's your job. Or your job is to, to interview team members, train team members, build the schedule. We're going to get you there. It's going to take some time. but this way, instead of hiring, I think the first one's the way easier. That's the one most folks are more used to is, is your opening or your closing, especially in the restaurant. But I've talked a bunch on this podcast on how my wife works at, at a, a big box retailer and they are broken up to replan manager, which does all the warehouse stuff and back end, a customer experience manager, which handles the cashiers and the front end a framing manager, and then she's the ops manager. And as ops, she does like safety and loss prevention. She actually doesn't have a team that reports to her. She kind of just covers the whole thing from front to back. And as I was thinking about it, like it's very clearly defined roles and we can get into a whole, yeah, but a little pizza store isn't that big. But it is, but it is, it certainly is. And instead of doing level one, level two, level three, which could be your training levels, and how you give pay raises because you want them to keep growing in what they know. You're either hiring for people to open or to close. You're not hiring. Sam, can we get away from this, this full availability thing where I need people who can work 8 a.m. or midnight every day of the week because if they can't do that, they can't work for me. Can we actually get away from that? I hear where you're going with that. And I think I'm becoming more and more of a fan of that. I certainly understand why people want that i also understand that there are things in this world that you can want that maybe you can't have oh no i get that it always seems to me like it's that death spiral like if i need full availability it's because when somebody calls out i'm going to call you in but that's going to lead to less work enjoyment down the line which is going to cause somebody to look around and go i don't want to come in today which is going to cause somebody else to go if they don't come in they're not on my team and it creates all these other things whereas if Hey, I'm hiring you to work Wednesday through Sunday, open through six. There may be a time where I call you to work more or ask you to work more. Are you okay with that? What uh, extra availability? Like, that's okay. But I'm just saying like, like, what if we just hired somebody for this block of management? And let's, let's be realistic for, for a minute. People need lives outside of work. To me, the whole thing about work-life balance is never a balance of time. It's a balance of being present. When you're present at work or when you're at work, you should be present. When you're at home, you should be present and you should have the freedom to make the choices you want to make whenever, whenever you're at either one of those things. So I think what I'm saying <laughs> in a long-winded roundabout way is I like where you're going with this. Let's hire openers. Let's hire closers. Let's hire somebody that's available Monday through Thursday, somebody that's available Wednesday through Saturday or whatever their availability is. And then like all mutually beneficial relationships, we stick to that agreement and expectation that we had during hiring. 
Now, if they make themselves available at times outside of their expectations, then maybe their stock goes up in our, our book. But if they don't make their self available, their stock should not go down. And that's kind of where I was going with this, that instead of I'm a level one, I'm a level two, I'm a level three. Yep. That's that's what your pay rate is. Maybe that's what your training level is. That's cool. But what are you hired to do? What if we hybrided it? What if we kept the levels? Because I think regardless of what your availability is, I would like you to be a well-rounded leader and be able to do everything. 20 years ago, I agree with that. When the stores opened at 3 p.m. and closed at 11. Sure. But today, if they open at 10 and they close at midnight or 1, I don't know. If you're if you're hired to open, then you're hired to open. I'm getting more to this like employee side than employer side. But on the employee side of it, man, if, if I tell you my availability is 9 a.m. to 6, five days a week, midnight is not close to 6. I know I had this issue when I was with Team USA years ago, like decades ago, um, because people had to have full availability and to get to level two or level three, they had to be open and they had to close. And why? If you're a good opener and that's your availability and you do everything that's required of you at open, why should I pay you less because of whatever? Maybe it's a childcare issue. Maybe it's a spousal working issue, right? Like, like I'm going to pay you less, not because of the job you do, but because you can't work at 11 p.m. or vice versa. I'm going to pay you less because you can't work at 10 a.m. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, well, let me let me just reverse that a bit. And this is a discussion, not a a rebuttal. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we're not really we're not really debating. No, it was just me throwing an idea. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where you're going with if you're an opener, the job is worth X and I'm not going to pay you less if you don't have full availability. But I think I would be willing to pay you more if you did have full availability. Now, I know we're I know we're dancing around semantics. If I'm paying someone more, that means I'm paying someone less. No different than bilingual. If, if there, there are places where you, you pay a buck or two more an hour for bilingual employees. Sure. If, if I set the value at X and you bring more value, I can go to X plus one or X plus two. That doesn't mean the person that's not available is worth less. It means they're worth what the job is worth and somebody that's bringing more is worth more. And again, I know, I know we're splitting here semantically. Right. No, 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 no. I totally get what you're saying. What, where I'm at is, is in the corporate way years ago, years ago, it was, you had to get certified to open to get out of level one and then certified to close to get out of level two. So if you weren't available to close, you never got out of level two. Yes. The semantics of it, we can say, well, the person with full availability is going to get paid more and we need the full availability because if you're going to be a GM, you need full availability. Cross the GM path down the line. I mean, when I was with Team USA, there was a point where we had like 400 stores and 1300 assistant managers. All 13 are not going to 1300 are not going to become store managers. I don't need all of them to become store managers. This year, I need 100 to be store managers. So of this pool of people, I don't need everybody to have full availability. I need everybody to do this thing correctly. Open, close, rush, place food orders, make schedules, whatever. And you need all 400 of those stores to open all seven days and close all seven days. So having 
I think what we're talking about is having more specialists than generalists. We've, I think you and I have talked about that in the past. And I don't think there's wrong with having opening specialists. You know, you talked about uh, child care issues and, and that's a legit thing in today's world. And if somebody can start plugging holes for you, you know, theoretically, my dam each and every week has about 21 holes in it that I need plugged. I need the store to open seven days a week, but I need the store to close seven days a week. And I need somebody during the biggest part of production seven days a week. So, you know, just off the cuff, that's a minimum of 21 holes. And if you come to me and you say you want to work four days and you can work nine to four, man, there's four holes plugged, especially if you're good. And why wouldn't I want you on my team? I think that where you're going with this, Drew, is, is a new way of thinking for Domino's Pizza. And I think it's a way to help maybe lessen the impact of the global labor shortage. And it's a way to broaden the world-class Domino's experience that our customers deserve. When you and I talk about expectations, right, it's, it's the second part of it. Because if you do what's being asked of you, then I can reward or recognize. If you're not doing what's asked of you, I can coach and train. If I'm really vague in what your role is as an assistant manager, because let's be honest, we are. The, the role is you have to run the store. Well, what's that mean? Well, depending on the day. It could be different. If we're more specific, it allows for more coaching opportunities, allows for more recognition opportunities. You and I both have clients who are doing driver rates that are like that, where opening and closing drivers get paid a different rate than rush drivers because the requirements and the roles are, are different. So why not do the same with assistant managers? If I'm asking you to work till 2 a.m., I don't know if you've noticed, but for some reason since the pandemic, fewer people want to work till 2 a.m. Well, I, I think... And this is just me personally. This is outside of Domino's Pizza. I think since the pandemic, at least the United States has become less of a 24-hour culture. And I think that's healthy for human beings. I agree. I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a huge annoyance, especially if I'm traveling and I can't find food after 10 p.m. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> but I just got to plan better. And, you know, I like the fact that that the world is getting... I don't know. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I think it's starting to get more normal than it was when we were a right now, any time of day, any day of the year uh, kind of culture. So and I think that I think that goes into well with what you're saying, hire openers, hire closers and pay them as such. And if I were running a, a high, high volume store, double national average kind of high volume store, I would hire to roll then that I'm going to hire you. I, I might hire still for opening or closing, but I'm going to hire for food management or for uh, driver training or, or whatever. Because if I'm, if I'm rolling 30 or 40 people on the payroll, I need to split up managers into more clearly defined roles other than this is your shift. I'm with you. I, I think if I were hiring for any Domino's pizza store, I'd, I'd go into this model. I, I think the difference between a store doing less than the national average and a store doing double the national average is, is the number of people on the schedule. I mean, the store still has to open seven days a week and close seven days a week. And maybe at a super high volume store, 
that opening seven days a week is two people, three people, four people, five people. And at that lower volume, it's it's one person. I like the model you've proposed a lot. I don't think that it means we can't use the model that we've always used. I just think the model you've proposed probably fits in better with today's workforce. And I think it probably fits in better with what you and I both talk about when it comes to leadership and leading people the way they need to be led if we want them to stay. That's where this was coming from, was just clearly defining what that role is. And and if you're listening and you're a manager or you're a franchisee, like as a manager, you can clearly define in your store, if you're a franchisee, you can put out those smart recruiter, Indeed, LinkedIn ads, and clearly define what you're looking for which should help you attract the person you're looking for as opposed to the random assistant manager post that that we see today. Let's take it up one level because I want to see if we're on the same page here. If I'm a franchisee and I am... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, (laughs) Funny story about that, though, actually, Uh, about being a franchisee. I'll just just drop that one here. So I was uh, going to Whitmore Lake yesterday to prepare for a class that I'm doing. And as I pulled out of my driveway, it suddenly hit me that 30 years ago, at approximately this time of year, I was pulling out of the very same driveway to head to Whitmore Lake for the first time as a franchisee. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very weird. Now, the store is in a different place. It's much more beautiful than 100 Barker Road was back in the day. Um, But yeah, it was... uh, it was an interesting day for me. So, so that was cool. Um, but anyway, uh, so if I'm a franchisee and I am interviewing my pool of assistant managers to become a general manager, I think now the expectations are going to change. I think now you're going to be in control of these four walls. You're going to be in control of the business that's doing north of a million dollars a year. And your availability is going to have to be different. I'm not going to tell you what your availability has to be, but I am going to tell you it's your responsibility to get that store open to seven days a week, get it closed seven days a week, and make sure that we're protecting the 40 hours seven days a week. How you go about doing that, I'm going to highly suggest that you use this model that we just talked about and you have strong, solid, team members that you can count on on a daily basis so that you can also have a personal life. But I'm going to say things to you like, if your food cost is off and it's a counting issue, then you probably ought to be there at close and helping these people learn how to count. And if you're having a weekly food issue, then you probably ought to be the one doing the count on Sunday nights or period end or monthly end, depending on what your accounting system is. But these are going to be your responsibilities if you want me to hold up my end and my responsibility of making sure that your bonus based off of profit and loss statements and how you're running food and how you're running labor. Are, are we on the same page there? We completely are. I love it when a plan comes together. I'm trying to not confuse people. Like if you have a four level training system, then have a four level training system. That's not the role and responsibility of that team member. That's just where they're at in their training. Absolutely. And we should, separate that to make it easier to hire people and then easier to coach people to tell them what their current job is 
regardless of what they're training. Yep. You, you know, I've hired you as an opener, Drew, and you need to open the store. On different days, that means different things. On Monday, that mean, mean you know, you just got your supply chain center delivery and you've got to put away the food and you've got to know how to rotate it and you've got to know how to date it. On Tuesday, maybe we do our food orders in the morning as opposed to the night. So you've got to know how to order food or maybe Coke is going to call today and you've got to know how to order Coke. I still want you to be a well-rounded, fully knowledgeable leader that knows how to do all the tasks. The thing that I'm going to allow you to do is tell me when you're available to work and then you're going to have to prove to yourself and to me that you can be there on time, ready to do the tasks. Now, when I was doing corporate training and we did the four level system, the way we had it set up, depending on who you talked to, it was you were in training in level one. I believe it was called technical training. And then it was shift training. So you learned how to run a shift in level two, learn how to run a store in level three, learn how to run a business in level four. Mm, I like that. Everybody could say that, you know, training was really done in level four. And it was, we're introducing like PLs and cash flow statements and like, like business, not, not pizza, but business, right? The, the bigger, broader picture. I looked at it like I'm training you to run a shift in level one. I'm training you to manage product in level two. I'm training you to lead teams in level three. Same, same, right? Like it's okay to hire people into that specific role. And then to our earlier point, when they, when they're ready for more, transfer them, promote them, give them that pay raise and teach them more. The ability to have somebody on my team who I can say, Sam, um, you know, last week we, we did all those interviews. This is hiring week. So your schedule is a little this, different this week because you're the people manager or you're the training manager of the store. So you're going to be doing the onboarding in the first three days. So the schedule is a little different. And you're okay with that because that's what you were hired in for and trained for. And you don't place food orders. I don't ask you to place food orders. You probably don't even count food. You might know how to, to train people to do it. You might know how to prep to train people how to do it, right? Like, like if I can compartmentalize what the management staff does, either to time of day or to, to role, I can more quickly train them to the task to get them up to speed faster. If you think about it, like, like how long does it take you to train somebody to open? Just the tasks shouldn't be long. No, forever. We've been like three shifts, right? Watch me do it. I'll watch you do it. I'll sit by and you do it. Maybe I'm the driver for you for a shift or two, like, like call it a week. Yet the training program almost everybody has runs like seven or eight months because we're not actually training them. We're, we're like training them one day and then not doing anything with them for like five weeks. Okay. So I'm on board with, uh, with what you're talking about here. I love it. You know, let's, let's set expectations of when they're going to work. Let's train them to do the job that they've been hired for. I want to back up just one little piece because this is going to tease episode 114. Oh, ooh, the tease. So hit me with the levels again and what you're teaching them in level one, two, three, and four in your example. And level three was you're going to teach them to lead people, I think you said. Correct. And level one was what? Uh, it was called technical training. So this is like making sure that you know how to you're taught how to open you're taught how to close you're taught how to coach pizzas give feedback you're it's it's the task-based part of the job and level two uh was training for the shift so that's where uh inventory counting came in food ordering counting 
food ordering came in a little bit of like a l- not not making the schedule but executing the schedule came in cool and then uh, give me some more detail around level three and leaving people yep level three was where we uh brought in interviewing uh selection retention schedule building PAs. there's a little financial here as well because this is where we start to introduce pnls level four was run the store yep that's that's where you're uh running store for vacationing other managers you're in pnl discussions you're putting plans together to raise sales or lower costs yep i love it let's dig deeper into those into the next episode because i've got something that either I missed in your explanation for level one or that I think is vitally important. And now uh, we'll talk about that in ex- episode 114. A yeah. Wrap up this uh, odd little episode 113 for us and what we talked about and where people might want to think about going when it comes to full-fledged expectations for their leadership team members. Your assistant managers, your managers, your district managers, are not pot roast. Do not cut the ends off just because grandma used to. <laughs> it is okay to do it differently. It is okay to set clear, realistic job expectations to hire and then train to those expectations. And it is okay to set up a system where the expectations progress with the team member as opposed to the team member has to be trained to progress. So when you say okay, what you mean is you should. I believe so. Yes. There you go. There are very few concepts doing it the way it's being done today in your little pizza store. Yeah. <laughs> well, gang, there you have it. Uh, talking about leadership today on Drew and Sam Talk Training. This has been episode number 113. As always, if you would like and share these episodes with your friends, we'd be delighted. And I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. As always, go out and sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.